Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Uh-oh, the forecast is deteriorating quickly for the New York Giants. Stone Lebanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. After last night, I think it's it's safe to say the outlook for the New York Giants, not good. Poured up the windows, poured the water, Giants fans. You thought that you were going to come out of the storm unscathed? Uh-oh. If Daniel Jones is in the eye of the storm, you're in big trouble. Is Daniel Jones not the storm himself? Uh, no, I think he's the eye of the storm because the eye of the storm is what sucks all the water up into storm surge. Daniel mm. Jones sucks. He's the eye of the New York Giants I hurricane. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Uh, so that was boring. That was a real boring, <laughs> bad game. Anytime the Giants are involved, it typically goes there. Last night was a snooze fest, but I got good news for you. We are going to do something fun while we all wonder just how much rain we're going to get. Ken Levick alive on a Tuesday here on ESPN 106.3 free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. At a John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the soggy and now tropical storm warning intracoastal. Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights, Radio Life Partner runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. We had a field trip yesterday down to FTX Arena for Heat Media Day. We're back in studio today and rejoined by our brother. He is our Tuesday companion. He got the day off yesterday, so he's refreshed and ready to go. He is Theo Dorsey. Come on up here, baby. WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Mm. Uh, So before we really dig in here, because uh, in times like this, we also have to be a news-giving organization as well. It's part of our civic duty is on-air hosts. If you have not... Uh, being keeping up to date because you just thought that Hurricane Ian, hey, that's Tampa's problem. I'm going to move on with my day-to-day activities. Well, the forecast track continues to push east and east and east, and so that's really annoying. So, no, we're not going to be hit by hurricane force anything, but we're probably going to feel more effects from the storm than we initially thought probably a day and a half, two days ago. So, Uh, The latest from the National Weather Service uh, and the National Hurricane Center is that Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast in a tropical storm warning at this moment. So make sure that if you have concerns about that, take the proper precautions, probably avoid roads if you can. Things are only going to continue to deteriorate through the rest of today and especially into tomorrow. Schools in Palm Beach County, St. Lucie County, Indian County, Okeechobee County are all canceled for at least tomorrow. Mm. So now you know, we've done our civic duty. That was pretty good. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know. I'll check and see if WPTV is hiring. But that was, like, really concise to the point, helpful, yeah. informative. Tell tell Wheeland if he needs someone on the side to help him out, I got him. Look, man, I, and look, he might just spruce it up a little bit, especially man. once they go wall-to-wall, which yeah. 
that gets a little lengthy, you can hop in there, man. I kind of like my meteorology character. Well, just call me the beard, and I'll come on. I'll, I'll, I'll give barometric pressure. Mm. I'll, all while sporting a beard, I'll, I'll give the closings, I'll give the warnings, and I think that we're on to something at PTV. Stand, Call me, folks. Standing yeah. on a phone book, you know, behind the desk. I'll have to stand on a phone book, or maybe even that. a stool. I, I love when I see that. Might have to be a stool. <laughs> I'll hop on the line with Kathy, our news director, see what we can't right. make happen. There. Kathy, hit me up. Theo's got the number. Yeah. Hit him up, Kathy. That's right. <laughs> uh, so, so the, the best way I can think to handle things that are uncomfortable, and... A tropical storm slash hurricane, very uncomfortable. It's not good. Already I'm inconvenienced. My kids are going to be home tomorrow. Don't know what is going to, what's going to happen there and my outlook for the rest of the week. Theo's the same way. He's never been through something like this. He's still a relative well, newbie to South Florida. I'm from Florida. Houston, though. So we, we've, You've we've been gone there, through some that. hurricanes, but not a Florida cane. So right. this is my first Florida hurricane here. And then Stone, it, like nothing bothers Stone, but it's just annoying. It's annoying. I don't want him having to drive from the Treasure Coast in in monsoon weather to come into the studio. Salt life, baby. Salt life, oh baby. My I don't even know what that means. That has, so, how does that correlate? That it, just... it doesn't. He just wanted to say it. <laughs> he just tries to find a way to work it in there yeah. as many shows as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Salt life. Just gonna, anytime there's water <laughs> yeah. involved. Oh, salt life, bro. We need Hang to check, loose. We need to check the Vegas over-unders to make sure that he didn't put some money on himself saying salt life during this show. I was going to say. A couple, couple more to, to cash uh-huh. in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, if you guys are, if any of you were worried in the coming hours about what's coming weather-wise, just say salt life and you'll immediately make yourself feel better. Follow the Stone Lebanowitz route. Mm. So, uh, I, I wanted to have some fun with this because uh, it looks like Hurricane Ian's going to hit the west side of Florida west around side? Naples now as a Category 4. That's significant. Yeah. That is significant damage. Major storm surge. Tampa... I mean, they're battening down the hatches. They may get fortunate as this continues to push a little south and a little east, but uh, storm surge is going to be big. Cat 4, that's make sure the shutters are up. That's evacuate. That's bad stuff. I believe the Bucks are not going to be practicing in Tampa this yeah, week, right? the they're Bucks out. are on the move, and it looks like they're coming down here potentially. Yeah. Um, USF, and we'll talk with FAU Athletic Director Brian White later on in the show. USF is playing its game against East Carolina at FAU Stadium on Saturday mm. because they're not anticipating that they're going to be able to practice or have Raymond James Stadium in a workable fashion yeah. uh, on Saturday. So uh, a lot of movement. But I wanted to compare the severity of hurricanes and tropical storms to the NFL. As we come off of week three, and I'm going to use the New York Giants as an example here, okay? Through two weeks, Was it pretty? No. Was it effective? Sure. You had an emotional come-from-behind win. You win an opener for the first time in six years Mm. against the Tennessee Titans. That's good stuff. You you didn't expect it, but that felt good. So uh, you see the storm, and the initial forecast didn't look great for the Giants, but then all of a sudden the spaghetti model... If, 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 if the Giants are east, they're on the coast, the spaghetti model after that Tennessee win was pushing that storm to the west. Mm. Like, oh, man, wait a minute. We might not get anything at all. This is good stuff. We didn't need to go buy the seven cases of water. Like We're, we're in pretty good shape. Never mind. Never mind. We'll yeah. commence as usual. And then you go to 2-0. and You find a way with Daniel Jones as your quarterback, Brian Dable, your new head coach. You're one of the unbeatens, the few remaining unbeatens in the NFL. And not only is the forecast, oh, yeah, that system's pushing west, but also, oh, there's wind shear. That wind shear is breaking up that storm. It's it's not even going to form in anything. Mm. Maybe, 
maybe a tropical depression in stone. As you know, that's nothing. Hashtag salt life. All day long, Just baby. go surf that, baby. Yeah. Tropical depression, go surf that. Salt life. Salt life. Let me write that down. This is my second. Second. Salt yep. life. Salt All life. Right. There you go. Nothing, yeah. nothing to be sad about there. No. A tropical depression. No, absolutely no. <laughs> There's right? nothing sad about a tropical that's depression. Nice. That's yeah. right. That's, that's like, nice. It's, it's more like tropical serotonin. Exactly. It's a tropical Lexapro. <laughs> oh uh, so, but then, but then last night happens, and you go up against a a real team with a real defense. And is Dallas perfect? No. Is that defense really good? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I mean. You guys were so quick to go after Daniel Jones, right? Pressure 24 Who? times. Daniel Jones. Oh, I thought you said Jingle Jones. I'm like, I didn't know if he had a nickname. <laughs> Daniel, that's my, yeah, that's my Easy mouth for, for Daniel Jones. He's pressured 24 times and sacked five. It's one of the best D-lines in the NFL. And yeah. we're going after Daniel Jones? And they showed it and They definitely night. showed it. Um, Even Giants fans were going after Daniel Jones while they were 2-0. and So I think it's fair to, to take criticism at the guy who – he was yeah. running around like Mike Vick last night, though. Oh, he looked good getting yeah. out and running around. But, you know, shout out Evan Neal, Okeechobee product, trying to oh, hold gosh. it down against Mar- <laughs> Micah Parsons. Not an he, easy task. He should have just held. If he would have <laughs> held every play, it might have been a better result. Because they can't call every hole. Poor Evan Neal, that's, man. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, eventually, sometimes at, at one point, you just got to be like, you know what? I'm going to hold him every single time. Yeah. And they'll throw a – they're not going to ruin Monday Night Football with a bunch of flags. Imagine being a 21-year-old, right? You're at Alabama. You know you're going to go first round. You know you're going to go uh-huh. top 10. And then they say, hey, in week three, you're going to go against Michael Parsons one-on-one for 90% of the game. Hey, good luck, buddy. That was not good. Yeah. Not good at all. And Daniel Jones, when he wasn't – I mean, he did he, – he ran for 79 yards last night. Yeah. A lot of that was survival mode, and he's got some wheels. But when he wasn't on the ground – he was throwing 20 of 37 for 196 and an interception. That's the Daniel Jones experience. A QBR of 41.6, rating of 57.9, average 5.3 per completion. Mm. You know what that is? That's bad. That's bad. Daniel Jones was bad. He went against a good defense last night. He got exposed. He was bad in what was a bad football game. And it turns <laughs> out that maybe, just maybe, the Giants are actually not the 2-0 and up and coming team, we thought, and they're more the uh, five, six wins, bad football team we thought they were going to be. So now the outlook, the forecast for the Giants has changed. Uh oh, the wind shear is gone, mm. and there's warm water, and uh, there's a, uh, uh, a a a a a jet system that is 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 picking up this storm and mm. pushing it back towards the coast where the Giants were. To me, the Giants sort of feel like a cat four, like not quite. The most catastrophic, no way you're coming back from that type of situation. But I think the Giants are in for uh, major marine warnings. Water's going to be super choppy, a lot of flooding, uh, roof damage, uh, trees down in the yard, yes. power out. Like That's the rest of the season. That's the forecast for the Giants. They're a cat four. They're in pretty rough shape moving forward here because Daniel Jones is bad. And when you have the New York Daily News today with a, a, a column, Oh, how can how can you evaluate Daniel Jones behind that offensive line? Well, sorry to tell you, kiddos, the evaluation <laughs> the evaluation's already been there from the previous three years. It just so happens now he's going to spend a lot of time on the turf. Right, and I was about to say that. Like, I want to try and find the excuses for him, like the fact that they're paying Kenny Galladay seventy two million over four years, and he can't get any separation nor catch that well. I think, what, he had like two catches last night? Yeah, two catches. He might as well be invisible out there. Um, Wondell Robinson, 
not able to work in. Kadarius Tony stays injured. I mean, he doesn't have real rep like Sterling Steppard. Is that was, well? Well, you Sterling lost Shepard. You lost Sterling Shepard last yeah. night to the Meadowlands Turf Monster. Yeah, ACL, yeah. MCL gone last night. So cat four, baby. So cat four. So part of this is yes, he has nothing around him to help him succeed out, outside of the mastermind that Brian Dayball is supposed to be. Um, but I think we've seen enough of Daniel Jones, right? Like, like you said, this is year five. I thought though, right? Because isn't he on his fifth year option right now, or is next year the fifth year option? They picked uh, up his fifth year option. I know that much. They all go together I when it comes to Daniel Jones. I'm pretty sure I, this is year it five. Feels like a decade. I, I, I don't think he's been in this league five years. Well, I think this would be year five. I don't yeah. know. I mean, you're right. It doesn't feel like it, but I feel like we should look that up. But I, I know they picked up his fifth year option, and I believe they have to make a decision on him after this year. Well, so. I, I know what that decision's going to be. <laughs> it's probably. Um, not coming back. No, Daniel to the Jones New York was drafted Giants. a while ago. I know. So yeah, this is his fourth season. This is fourth. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So he's he's still under contract. To, or maybe they didn't pick up his fifth year option. I don't know. Got to go back and look at that. Either way, he's not going to be the Giants' quarterback of the future. Go ahead and look that up if you could, Stone. Yeah. I'm really not all that worried about it because <laughs> I think we know what the Giants think of Daniel Jones and what <laughs> totally. Giants fans yeah. especially think about Daniel Jones. And so if there was a year five for Daniel Jones coming up in New York. I'm deeply, deeply sorry for you, Giants fans. So they declined his fifth year option. Wow. In a stunning turn of events. (laughs) I forgot, though, this was the year, though. This was the year year. that they were supposed to be evaluating Joe Judge and Daniel Jones, and then they fired Joe Judge Uh smartly, and then now it's just a Daniel Jones year. And, boy, I'm telling you, Joe Judge just killing it with the Patriots. (laughs) Just kicking ass over there. (laughs) He's showing them. Kicking ass and taking names, man. In comes Brian Hoyer to save the day. (laughs) Oh, boy, the Patriots in trouble. Go ahead. Let them know, Theo. Western Kentucky product. Roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl alumnus and winner. That is not Keep going. What? Bailey Zappi. Cam Newton. No, not Cam Newton. Cam Newton. I don't want to see oh, it. Stone thought that Theo thought was going to go Cam, Cam Newton. Newton and instead Theo <laughs> took yeah. a total right turn. Bailey he would like the storm that's turning into a cat board for the Giants and he went Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi ain't ready for that. Do you know who the Patriots are facing next week? The Green Bay Packers in Lambeau. at Lambeau. And you want to throw want... Bailey Zappi in there against just, Aaron Rodgers. They just took that Brady ass. This is what I want them to do because they have the Lions the week after that. I was looking at it. I want Brian Hoyer to go out there against the Packers, get his ass kicked. Yeah. And then Which you bring in Bailey Zappi against the Lions. And while Dan Campbell is busy trying to chew away at his kneecap, maybe he throws a couple <laughs> touchdowns and you never know. They won't win a single game with Bailey Zappi under center. <laughs> I like that thought. <laughs> We're, we're talking about like rookie year Western Kentucky Bailey Zappi coming in. No, pay my man Cam Newton a couple million the, dollars and no. let him go to work. Why would you put Cam Newton? I don't. I I you you know that's like one of my favorite players of all time, if not my favorite. I do not want to see him put out another bad album. All right, he's he's had <laughs> enough bad albums past his prime. Like this will be like Lil Wayne dropping an album tomorrow. Like whoa, whoa, whoa! By but, the way, happy birthday to Lil Wayne. Forty years old today, right? It's, it's today. Yeah. Sh- shout out Tunchy. I didn't even know he only looks fifty-five. It's crazy. Like a fifty-five-year-old hard grandma. living, bro. <laughs> hard, real hard living. I, I, usually black don't crack, but when you keep on doing <laughs> things that are maybe uh, similar to crack, uh-huh. then you. <laughs> Black don't crack unless you're on crack. Yeah, like yeah, then right. you start to progressively uh-huh. work against that. So, that yeah. wise words from Theo. Black don't crack unless you're on crack. Yeah, that's that's the one uh, I counter love, argument. I, I love, love that. the sound. Uh, write of that, that down. We've got salt life so far today. We've got black don't crack unless you're on crack. Exactly. That's good. <laughs> so the New York Giants are a cat four. This doesn't feel good. It feels like there's a lot of destruction coming its way. All right. Um, 
But then, conversely, the Dallas Cowboys, have they been amazing? No. Uh, is Dak Prescott a bit of a concern? Yeah. But that defense rules. That defense under Dan Quinn is legit. That pass rush is devastating. And I think we could talk about an hour about Trayvon Diggs. I mean, just I fear when the ball's thrown that it's to his side or in his facility. Well, I also yeah. fear that he's going to like overrun it and it's going to go for an 86-yard <laughs> touchdown. He's either an interception or he's getting dinged for big yardage. I've never seen a player like him. Taking risks. Boom his, his on His on-ball coverage is horrific. His ability to pick out the ball and catch it and it, turn the ball over is elite. I don't – I have never – I have never had a player where I'm like, oh, my God, he got burned so bad. And then, oh, my God, don't throw to his side, though, because he's going to pick it off. I don't understand him. And it's no (laughs) different from last year. He's the same player this year he was last year. There's been no improvement in how he covers receivers. He's a gambler. And I think as a defensive coordinator, you put him in his own situations. I don't think he's sharing the same responsibilities as the other 10 guys alongside him. He gets to do his own thing and play his own game. He's that good. I almost wondered, too. I feel like seven, eight years from now, he's going to be a damn good safety too just like a ball hawking safety but also he reminds me kind of of like early early on Marcus Peters like except Marcus Peters had a few less interceptions but remember his rookie year I feel like he had like eight or nine of them with the uh with the Chiefs Diggs is bigger though Diggs Diggs is is bigger and longer well well, I just oh okay yeah all right Stone yeah with the in-depth report he's bigger bigger, longer stronger he must have been in that Cowboys locker room (laughs) he's thicker all right. As well. Girthier. Yep. Uh, so <laughs> That sounds good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, sounds so, like good quality. To me, the Cowboys are like a category two. Not out of the <laughs> woods, but you kind of feel like, you know, the storm's going to go through and you'll just be able to move on to your regular daily duties. You'll pick some, some limbs off the lawn or some yes. palm fronds, and then you move on. You move on. No roof damage. Everything is good. Right now, the Cowboys are a category two. So, what I want you to do, because right now there's no doubt the Dolphins 3-0, and they're a cat one, baby. Like, yeah. You can just have a hurricane party. We'll, uh, we'll grab some booze. We'll watch a movie. The power's not even going to go out. Oh, Category yeah. one, that's the Dolphins. Nice and easy. Things are good. I still think even despite the loss, and boy, was that a bad, I mean bad, I mean bad loss. Oh, yeah. The Chiefs are still a Category one. Yeah, the, the Kansas City Chiefs right now, and I, I have to jump in there with you and say yes, they're right on board. Category one, they know that that's a game that they won six, seven, eight times but somehow kept leaving the door open uh, for the Colts to win. I mean, oh, that's what happened. That's, that's what, what happened. And it can't one, you can't leave the door open. You cannot that's leave where the door you start open. getting damage in your yeah. home. Like, that's stupid. Some people think, oh, open the windows. It, barometric pressure will offset it. No, 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 no. no, no. no. That's what causes you to lose your roof. And it can't one, close yeah. the damn door. Close the door. Close, close the, the door. damn door. Been listening to too much Bruno and Anderson pack. What I would say is, <laughs> what I would say is, the Kansas City Chiefs, Chris Jones, I mean, Again, there were so many moments. I mean, we got like Danny Amendola kicking field goals or whatever his name is. Like it, Matt. this was just a weird. I know, I know. I'm just I'm disparaging him because he screwed us. That's why. The more he talks, the more it sounds like a cat too, Ken. No, no, it's a cat. I one. know. He's he. I think that it's a cat he's, one. He's feeling like maybe it's on the the fringe of a cat too. <laughs> yeah. Cat one. All right. Look, three look. weeks in, and he's already got a little bit of frustrated at, doubt. At as Hard a Rock Chiefs Stadium, we get one. the fireplace going. It's like we're cat. cozy, we're comfortable, yeah, we're we not scared furnace, of much. Vince Furnace. This is a game in which you you got to give one of these away early on to refocus. Remember what's around the corner for the Chiefs. You got the Buccaneers. You got the Super Bowl rematch. Hopefully not a hopefully not a uh, low pressure system. I mean, well, look, the Bucks can't even practice at home because of hurricanes. So if anybody should be nervous right now, coming off of a loss, 
is Tampa Bay. Oh, right. so you, they think so. The Chiefs coming in, oh, maybe Chiefs Tampa Bay, maybe Tampa Bay is a cat three. Oh, cat, I would say we're building up to a cat three, cat four, struggling, Ooh. struggling. And there's a lot of outside pressure as well. You know, Giselle Ooh. and Tom are staying in different households right now. Unstable Tom foundation doesn't know where they're going to practice. You're coming up against a pissed off Chiefs team. Yeah. Oh, we might have to raise the level there's on a, these Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers. There's a little four. barometric pressure weighing down <laughs> on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah. right now. There, Tampa Bay. Uh, maybe they're pushing major hurricane status. All right, all right. So I want you to give us your team, and you tell us, are they a Cat 1, Cat 2, Cat 3, or a major hurricane, Cat 4, Cat 5? Because right now the Dolphins are a Cat 1. I'm just going to sit on my lawn in a in a tailgate chair, let the hurricane go by over me. I don't care. Get a little rain on me. Sip, a, sip some tequila while that Cat 1's going through. Life's good for the only unbeaten in the AFC. Kansas City Chiefs, all right, fine, Cat 1. Maybe a little bit uh, more thunderstormy in these bands coming through, but still a cat one, still a cat one. A little turbulent. Yeah, a little turbulent, but, but not ready to go to a cat two yet. The New York Giants after last night, I'm ready to say cat four. Yeah, that was nice when you thought the forecast was going to work in your favor, but no. The Giants are a cat four hurricane. They are in some rough shape. There are some bad things coming on the horizon for them, okay? You got to get in the Subaru, and you got to drive yourself across the bridge, and you got to evacuate that because the Giants are... A really rough situation right now. Your NFL team, what category storm are they? (laughs) (laughs) With Hurricane Ian approaching the West Coast and poised to do tons of damage. And again, we're not trying to diminish this. We're trying to have fun with it because it's a sucky situation. Uh, your NFL team, what category storm are they? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. Boy, I never thought about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They do have the Chiefs coming up, and mm. that matters. What's on the horizon? That barometric pressure might be dropping, which means Tom Brady and his sucking in face, he's feeling more and more oh, weight piling down on him. Now he'll get Mike Evans back. Maybe, just maybe, that'll that'll break up the storm a little bit. But yeah. Tampa's not going to be able to play at home. What's going to What's going to happen? It, it's They're a nervous wreck over there they're in Tampa. They're waiting. And right now, the yeah. storm's wobbling. The storm's wobbling. They don't know exactly where it's going to go. The spaghetti models are still all out of whack. They don't know the intensity that's coming. The Bucks are in a tough spot. What category storm is your NFL team? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. Twitter is always open. Let's start in Riviera Beach with Louie. Louie's on Ken LeVick Alive. Hey, Louie. How you doing, man? Good, man. How we doing? How we doing? Good. Uh, let me first say, don't forget our bet from the Dolphin season going tw- twelve and five or better. Okay. Which said uh, I'll get a pizza party. Yeah, I will. will, will, will <laughs> Louis, Louis, I did not forget. I've got it written down. You'll get a party. pizza party, I, and I hope I hope we're having a pizza party. <laughs> what the hell is going on on the show when I'm not here? Like, uh, we're a disaster. I love it, Louis. <laughs> But uh, yeah, the Dolphins are category one only because Tua, you know, tweaked up, got tweaked up, and also the offensive line is a little tweaked up. But other than that, we we category one. I agree. Yeah, and, and here's the thing, Louis. Like it's it is fine. His back and his ankle hurt a little bit. I feel like we dodged uh, a little bit of his head injury stuff. And the Dolphins went out. <laughs> Did we? The, I mean, the Dolphins went out and said, "Hey, he's on the injury report. He's got it back." The yeah. NFLPA, hey. Come on, investigate it. Mike McDaniel said, I worry about my player's health. I think that, honestly, 
Tua did not have a head injury. <laughs> if he did, then I think, Louie, we found the blueprint to get around the concussion protocols yeah. in the NFL. A little back hurt. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, so okay. I think we're on to something. Appreciate the call, Louie, and uh, uh, make sure you let us know in a couple of weeks your favorite pizza, and we'll, uh, we'll have a pizza party. Have we determined where we're having that pizza party? Just in the studio? <laughs> I don't think we do it in the studio. <laughs> Stone, why is Stone so against doing it wow. in the studio? Stone just, was like, oh, no, no. Yeah, like, Come are on. you afraid of Louie? Come on down to the studio, Louie. The Dolphins are 12 and 5. We're going <laughs> to order a pizza party. Hey, <laughs> I love the idea. What I'll say, too, is a pizza party is lousy unless it's a pizza and ice cream party. So the fact that he only got half of it, I mean. Well, we can throw in some Yeah, got to get some, some ice cream. cream. Some Bluebell. Yeah, pizza and ice cream. <laughs> that's it. All right, that's the combo. <laughs> you know what's Stone funny? doesn't look happy about the pizza party. Yeah, I'm lactose intolerant, but you know, I'm, <laughs> still gonna, oh, I'm still gonna chow down uh, on both. Oh man, I did not about see it. that coming. Mike is in Wellington. Mike, are you lactose intolerant? I am not. Ken. Good. Good. Uh, but these, uh, the Bucks is like a category two right now. You know, I'm not too worried, but I'm checking into the weather channel. Mm. Okay, you, every now you just want to make sure Cantori's not showing up on your doorstep. Exactly, Ken. And you got to remember, this defense is still exceptional. We saw what we did last time to them in a Super Bowl. We know how to hold Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't have a Tyreek Hill. He can't hit Kelsey all the time. That's going to get shut down. But it's going to be our defense that comes through for us and really puts that pressure mm, on. That's cute. That was uh, really cute. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Chiefs have an offensive line this time around, so I'm pretty sure Patrick Mahomes, he'll have the time to find guys like Juju like Sky Moore, and even like Travis Kelsey. So you should be concerned. Cat four. <laughs> so I, wanna, I want everybody to know, and Mike, appreciate the call. I want everybody to get a feel for what just happened. That was for Because Jeanette, of our dumb topic, Theo just used cat four as an insult <laughs> to talk NFL trash. Coming off of us discussing the pizza party we're going to have for Louie and Riviera Beach. For our 45-year-old friend Louie <laughs> I want I want everybody to be perfectly clear about the fact that me, a 38-year-old man with his own radio show, has proposed a pizza party. Yeah, how did if that the come Dolphins up? go 12 and five? Did Louis request it, or did you? No, I think it was something that I proposed. Yeah, I, I do see. And it I don't being, know. I why don't remember exactly how it went down, but I can see Ken saying, "You know what, Louis? If that happens, yeah. we'll have a pizza party." Yeah, I know. I you. definitely said that. That's and how you know you have kids. Yeah, I know. Because I, who <laughs> would propose a pizza party to another grown man? A 38-year-old man <laughs> who drinks tequila on weekends, and the weekend's ruined if he can't get the proper amount of sipping tequila into his body. Proposed to another grown man. <laughs> <laughs> pizza party over an NFL team having a good season. If I was Louie, I would be very skeptical of this pizza party. Um, <laughs> I've been watching this Jeffrey Dahmer uh, so have I. thing, too. Oh, so. I saw it. I haven't looked at it yet. That that is, it's a little, I'm only two episodes in. I'm like, oh, yikes. You, you guys, so you were not alive for Jeffrey Dahmer's killing spree, the, uh, No, Theo, you were not either. You know what's crazy? My fiance's mother, who lived in that area, says she used to drive by that um, spot all the time. While it was active, obviously. Yeah. So it was kind of like, once she found out in retrospect, she was like, oh my gosh. Like, so, that's- wow. You know, like, things that stick with you when you're a, a kid and it, you just always felt like a connection to it because it was such, like, the first time you had big news. Um, like, for me, it was the San Francisco earthquake in 89. Mm. I was five. That really stuck with me, seeing the coverage, watching TV. And it was, because I had never in my life experienced it up to that point, the Jeffrey Dahmer Killing. It's like wow. that was up in Milwaukee. I was in Chicago. It was big news. Chicago just latched onto it. He's eating people, the whole thing. Like for me, 
that was something that always stuck with me. So it's funny for me now. They have the Jeffrey Dahmer uh, uh, documentary on Netflix. And, of course, I grew up watching that story. Remember that story vividly. And I'm working with two people now that have absolutely no recollection no of clue. how crazy, insane that story was. Yeah. You are, I don't want this to be a spoiler alert. Um, you know he's not with us any longer. Oh, I did hear about how that You happened. want to know how that happened? I do. The old broomstick to the head in prison multiple times. Yeah. They they beat him. Mm, I they mean, got beat with a broom. Adds Slot up. Of game. Adds yeah. up. But yeah. because you haven't seen it, I will say it, it's pretty well done. It's it's really good and it's really interesting. Yeah, no, no, it's a fascinating case study mm-hmm. in a psychopath serial killer. It's sick. It he checked sick. all the boxes. How many episodes have you got through? I'm on the third. Halfway through the third. Okay, I'm about to watch the third later today. Right, mm-hmm. I might have to catch up on that. Yeah. Um. Uh, and that was not a commercial. A free plug no. for Netflix. Yeah, there. that was just. But Netflix, if you want to send a check our way. Feel free. Yeah. Watch yeah. Dumber on Netflix. <laughs> That's like 50 bucks right there. Come on, capitalism. What it. category storm is your NFL team? The Dolphins are a cat one. The Chiefs, they're a cat one, but maybe, just maybe, they're strengthening a little bit. Maybe that storm strengthened into a cat two, or maybe they're going to have to start worrying just a little bit. The New York Giants, after last night, that went from a cat two to jumping all the way to a cat four. There's a rough road ahead for the New York Giants. It is going to be problematic. Uh, they are going to have a lot of property damage, it appears. Mm. Uh, and then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, you've got Mike and Wellington who says, oh, it's a cat two right now. I think it'll be fine. You're going to let it go. But but Theo says, no, 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 no. The Chiefs are coming, and I think it's a cat four. Cat hey, four. Buccaneers, you might have a lot of insurance claims you're going to have to file. Mm. There is, is not going to be any sort of picnic coming up. What category storm is your NFL team? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. And on Twitter, at KLV1063. A reminder from Theo, Black Don't Crack, unless you're on crack. Mm. And we'll continue to take your calls and social media on the other side. Brian White, FAU Athletic Director. We're expected to be joined by him in uh, today's show as he discusses USF coming down to play East Carolina in Boca Raton this weekend, moving because of Hurricane Ian. It is a hurricane edition of Ken Levick Alive. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Oh, man, that was good. Theo walks in. We've got uh, Sports Center on here in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios. He looks up, and they're talking about Jerry Jones on Sports Center, and the graphic says Dallas Cowboys, 21% chance to win the AFC East. Mm. Theo's like, Cowboys aren't in the AFC East. <laughs> I love it. Who I can would- we call up there? We should get Keyshawn on the phone and say, hey. What's going on up there? Get your stuff together, dude. Yeah. We can call Big Key. But you know what that is? That's... I need to call Big Key about his his, his real rankings. Yeah. His real his NFL oh, you saw rankings. The, you talking mm. about the top 10 quarterbacks thing? No, no, no. no. Uh, top 7 NFL ranking. real rankings. Yeah. He calls them the Key real rankings. Okay. Because they're power rankings, but apparently they're, they're more, real. They're more real? Er. Okay. Because he knows football. Just ask him. Of course. Because he played it. Yeah. That's what he knows the, it. all the players say. He knows it. Yeah. I, I like Keyshawn Johnson, though. But... Oh, he's fine. Except his rankings suck. <laughs> His quarterback ranking sucks, too. He doesn't have Tua in his top 10, but he has Derek Carr number 10 in his quarterback rankings. Jesus, God, man. So, I'm like, how do you even argue that right now? That's, um, hey, hey, but he knows football. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? Because he played it. Because he's real. And he's real. That's right. 
Uh, also real is the man who runs FAU Athletics, and he's busy this week. Uh, Hurricane Ian is, uh, has had him on the phone a little bit more than uh, he probably thought he was going to be. His FAU football team uh, has North Texas this weekend. FAU Athletics as a whole, it's going to be sort of a wait-and-see approach, I would think, throughout the course of this week. The man in charge, he is the boss man. He is FAU Athletic Director Brian White with us here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, Brian, I, I, I am sure that you've got some decisions to make this week, but just as far as w- the hurricane and things are going a little more south and a little more east than we thought they were going to, which is really annoying because now my kids are home tomorrow and you've got to account for that and all this stuff. As far as FAU Athletics is concerned, what, uh, what's your approach with all of this? You know, first of all, I share your your annoyance with my kids as well, um, so I can relate on that level. Uh, you know, from an athletic standpoint, we're watching the forecast like everybody else, and you know, we have a, an emergency management team on campus that does a great job keeping us informed. Um, you know, right now we're, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure uh, you've you've heard the news that that we're going to be hosting uh, yep. USF in East Carolina here in our stadium. Um, so, two uh, future conference partners, happy to help them. And, um, you know, in, and we're on the road to, to North Texas. So our plan at this point is still to leave on Friday. Um, and we're, we're still being told that that's, um, that's realistic and likely. But, but we got to keep watching the storm and, and see how that may change. So you know, our, our, our practice this morning was in a pouring down rain, and, and the guys seemed to have a blast out there. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, the rest of us wouldn't want to go outside for, for one minute in what they were practicing in. But they enjoyed it. Uh, I was going to ask you, because uh, last night talking with uh, with Willie Taggart, and he said, hey, it's going to be a combination of looking at the Doppler and praying to the the football gods, and it looks like the the football gods at least did part of their job allowing the team to practice. So there's one, one uh, box checked off there. As far as USF coming down to play East Carolina, and as you said, future conference partners in the Americans starting next year, how did that all come about? What were some of the initial discussions, and how did this come to be where USF is going to make FAU Stadium uh, a temporary home stadium Saturday? You know, um, both uh, John Gilbert and Michael Kelly are, are, are great colleagues, and um, Michael Kelly, uh, given his, his home game, has, has been in touch with me um, for the past several days, and, and, and very similarly, just watching the storm, watching the forecast, and um, and just this morning, kind of made uh, uh, they made their final decision. So uh, we're still uh, working on how to get the stadium ready and, and what the plan will be. So we we still don't have the final details, but. Um, that's the that's the plan for now is to figure out how to you know how to host a game uh, in our stadium and 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 allow that game to be played. Do you anticipate uh, fans being allowed into the game? I do, I do. Um, but you know, I, 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 I really don't have all the details on the ticketing sure. plan, the parking plan, the you know. There, there's a whole lot of things to work out. Um, our our head of concessions, I think, is was planning on being on vacation, a uh, much-deserved vacation. Mm. Um, so, uh, you know, we need to figure <laughs> out, you know, the concessions piece, small example. But, you know, there's a, there's a whole lot of small pieces where, you know, uh, some staff, you know, as we're planning on being away, don't plan on working. So we're ju- just trying to uh, put together a, a piecemeal plan uh, as quick as we can uh, for Saturday. Hey, Theo, Stone works in hospitality down at Hard Rock Stadium. Yeah. I'm sure the Brian could just call him up and have Stone fill in. You can figure out the concessions plan, right? For sure, but I don't work for free. But, yeah, I mean... <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I can be down there no problem yeah. Saturday. I'm glad that you threw that out there. Yeah. Real professional stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, had to. <laughs> uh, Brian White, FAU Athletic Director with us here on Ken Levicka Live. Uh, there's been a lot of discussion about the heat. And Bills fans, they are angry that the Dolphins were in cahoots with the sun mm. on Sunday and made it so hot for their poor little football team that they couldn't perform to their highest standard. Now, at FAU... I do remember the days of plenty of Saturday noon or 1 p.m. kickoffs. That has not been the case for quite some time. What is the thinking behind a lot of these home games, Brian, uh, being in the evenings uh, throughout the course of the season, but even early in the season, whether it's 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock kickoff? Is that more heat or is that more what TV dictates for FAU football? You know, for us, we're trying to grow our fan base, grow our fan base in this community. We actually surveyed our fans. Uh, back in 2018, and, uh, and and just asked our fans, what, what, what's the ideal game time? And that that five to six p.m. range, where it's still um, not too late for um, for uh, older fans and for young families, but yet not too hot during the day. And uh, our students definitely prefer that as well. Um, so that's you know just a target for our fans. So our request is always six p.m. Just standard. We mm, we prefer. Yeah. I mean, we kind of have a, just a standard default request at 6 p.m. There are times, anytime it's moved off of 6, it is TV preference. And, and then we, it just becomes a, you know, a negotiation. If we, you know, if, if, if you see a, a 2 p.m. game or a noon game, um, we, we lost that negotiation and, and, and we don't. We, we really the TV uh, does own the rights to move our game to whatever time is necessary. Can I say now, something about are, that? Sure. Because for and I hate the root against Brian White. I mean, that's my guy. I love FAU athletics, but on the local TV side, we love a good noon kickoff because then we have everything for our six o'clock. You're so cast. selfish. So I'm just saying, just don't think of it as a lose lose next time, Brian. Think of it as a lose win because Theo and the team at WPTV and WFLX Fox Twenty Nine were happy in that in that case. I got you, and I tell you what, <laughs> I love watching the late games at home on my back patio too. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Not kickoff as well. Uh, no, but for our, for our fans, uh, that that that's the that's the sweet spot. So it's you know the TV does own the rights, but we're we're able to put in requests. And heat sensitivity is one where, especially early in the year, that August game, that week zero game. Um, we, that was one that we just said we, 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 we weren't willing to play during the day. Um, so, and then the later in the year, you know, in, in mid to late November, we're a lot more flexible for earlier times. Uh, a couple more here with FAU Athletic Director Brian White. Uh, Stone, FAU and, uh, and Brian have signed a four-year deal to win four from FIU uh, starting in 2024. They're going to be in separate conferences for the first time uh, starting next Ooh. year. So Brian said, hey, you know what, Willie Taggart, I'll do you a favor. Here's four wins. Here's a four-year contract <laughs> with FIU. Uh, so, so keeping the Shula Bowl intact, Brian, for at least four years, why did that become a priority for you? You know, I just think regional rivalries are important. You know, you see the success of regional rivalries across the country within college football. It's it's part of the culture to me of co- of college football. And and if there's one thing FAU doesn't have a lot of, it's a, it's history, right? We all yeah. know we're a young program, but we have history with FIU. We have history with the Shula Bowl. And I and and I don't, you know, I think our students get get more excited for if we play FIU versus if we just bring a you know a random Mac school down. You know, which those are great programs. Um, but I just, you know, the brand recognition of FIU is is going to bring out our students more so than a, a school that um, is just not close to us in proximity. You know, there's also a, a financial component. It's, you know, it's fiscally, to me, it's a lot more responsible to, 
get in a bus and, and drive down you know, an hour to FIU than it is to maybe get in a plane um, and fly somewhere for a, for a home-and-home home with a you know, non-conference G5 opponent. Sure. So it just kind of fills that slot and, and makes it made too much sense for us to not play. You know, we talked about it even a longer-term deal, um, but we feel like four years, and, and I think we both have an understanding that, that we're going to, uh, have openings in the future and and you know our, our plan would be to continue that um if you know at, at the right time but but there's in, in my opinion fau and fiu should should always play we're an hour apart and it just makes too much sense brian question here do you think nikosi perry and that fau offense can score more than 73 points though Whew. I, I, you know, anything's possible. Absolutely. You know, we, we get, uh, we get fired on all cylinders. I'm, I'm not saying versus FIU or versus any specific opponent, but, uh, no, I, I think I, re- I really like our offensive potential. And, um, you know, I, I hope we have uh, a really strong end of the season offensively and defensively. FAUS North Texas, 4 o'clock kickoff on Saturday to get back into Conference USA, play the Owls are 1-0 in CUSA, and then they'll have a bye week before everybody comes back to FAU Stadium on the 15th to take on Rice. Before we let you go, Brian, I'm just curious, who is your uh, your NFL team? You know, growing up, uh, I, I, I lived in New Orleans as a kid. Uh, we kind of uh, we moved a little bit growing up, so uh, the Saints it would be the team who if I had to. Uh, if, if, if I had my druthers, I'd, I'd root for the Saints. Obviously, the Dolphins in the area. I definitely watch uh, more Dolphins now, just because it's on television, and I've enjoyed watching Tua. And, um, and I, you know, I, I love the new coach, and I love what they're doing with the Dolphins. So it's fun to watch. I've been to uh, several Dolphins games since I've been down here, probably seven or eight Dolphins games at least. Uh, so I've enjoyed the experience down at Hard Rock. Um, so probably those two. Uh, so, so with the Saints, what we've been doing, uh, just to kind of have a little bit of fun with what is a bad situation with Hurricane Ian, we've been, uh, every NFL team, they're a category storm. Like, the Dolphins are a cat one. That's good stuff. Like, fine, it'll, it'll go past, and then you can take your kids to the park in the afternoon. No problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like the New York Giants, Daniel Jones, he's just bad. He's bad, bad, and he got exposed as bad last night. The Giants are a category four when they thought maybe they were in the clear with the forecast. As far as the Saints are concerned, like Jameis, He's all rib breaky, and that was a really bad. I don't. They feel like a cat three. I feel like they're a category three yeah. right now. They're, they're the struggling. Defense, the defense is still. Yeah, yeah, it's still it's still hanging in there. But Jameis is not hanging in there. Barely, his spine is barely hanging yeah. in there. Yeah, that's a category three. Uh, Brian, uh, we really appreciate it. We know things are super busy for you. We'll uh, and you said the plan is still. Hey, football getting on a plane Friday, heading to Texas. No, no changes, no issues there as of right now. Uh, no, no, no plans, uh, no changes as of now. You know, th- th- we are monitoring, and, and we think, you know, if, if we did make a change, it might be that you know maybe you'd move it up to Thursday. Sure. Um, if if you know if weather dictated that, but our goal is to to head up Friday and and to practice here, you know, all week uh, as scheduled. And awesome. we're still told that that's, that's realistic. Excellent, excellent. So FAU still planning to get out Friday, head to North Texas Saturday. USF is coming in to use FAU Stadium to play East Carolina on Saturday. A little help from Brian White and our friends at FAU. Brian, great stuff. We'll talk to you next week, okay? Appreciate it. Sounds great. Looking forward to it. Thanks. All right, that is FAU Athletic Director Brian White with us here on Ken Levick Alive. I just love the fact that FAU and FIU have re-upped for four years. That's four wins in FAU's pocket right there. I mean, hand him that L. Be giving. Hand him that L. Very likely so, but also you got to keep. I, I love 
even the the corny side of it, or I don't want to call it corny, but you got to keep those rivalries alive. And I like that for my school, Hampton. When we left our conference, we kept our HUHU battles and our rivalries alive. You got to keep it alive, man. Most definitely, most definitely got to keep them alive. Definitely not corny though. It's something. It's not corny, it's but it's just like classic, classic cliche. It's not corny. Sure. To be like, oh, you know, because people talk about the regional rivalries of college football and how that's dissipating because of all the conference realignment mm-hmm. and all of that. It is necessary to keep these things alive because, like he says, it riles up the fan base. Like, you, you're playing all these new schools when you join a new conference. We don't even know what to write on our, our, our signs in the student section. Like, we don't <laughs> even have any, any things to say to this other student it's section. It's a good call. I will say FIU is most definitely a Cat 5. Oh, my God. They are a cat six if it ever can get right. to a six or seven. But losing 73-0 last week to Western Kentucky, I think it's What's, m- harder to lose by 73 than it is yeah. to even win a game that you shouldn't. What is the movie uh, where all these storms pop up across the planet? And- 20, 2020, right? 2012. 2012, wow. Armageddon. Old, it's called 2012, yeah. It's called 2012, the one with... Uh, where the world's What's ending. his face? Where the world ends, yeah. Okay. That was I thought whole- it was Day After Tomorrow. There is another one similar to That's that. That's what I mean. Day after tomorrow is what I'm thinking of, I think. Like, where where these devastating storms are destroying the earth and then there's ice and problems yeah. and things are freezing. It's definitely day after tomorrow. Yeah, day F- after tomorrow. FIU is day after tomorrow, where it's not just they're a Category 5 storm. They're also a massive winter storm that's killing people all across the planet. They are a disaster. Yeah. A total disaster zone. Yeah. Not good. Is this oh. a good movie? Is this worth a watch? Oh, yeah, it's pretty good. It's fine. It's fine. It's pretty unbelievable, but it's fine. Um, by the way, um, uh, when, when USF comes in this Saturday to play at FAU Stadium, enjoy yourself. Because from here on out, when you go into FAU Stadium, taking that loss. Right. Taking that chance. loss. So just like FIU, USF, enjoy FAU Stadium as a home venue because you're taking L's. Every single time you walk into that stadium from here on out, you know owls. what's what's weird. It, it might mess up the funky like you know media information stats when you're doing your game and you're talking about a game against USF. Last time they won at FAU Stadium was 2003 or what? Like now they have a chance to win one this year and FAU's not even a part of it. Yeah, yeah, so I know. It's kind of weird. I know. Well, uh, stats and info got to get on that. I know, I know. But uh, but again, USF get used to taking L's in FAU Stadium. <laughs> FIU enjoy the L's that FAU is going to continue to hand uh, hand you. Um, so. What NFL team, who is your NFL team, what category storm are they? Who is your NFL team, what category storm are they? Am I right about the Saints being a Cat 3? Like, they feel like a Cat 3. It's it's potentially catastrophic. Maybe they can pull out of it, and it can be a nice and easy storm just goes by, and you move on. But they're teetering. They're teetering yeah. right now. Feels like the barometric pressure is dropping a bit on the uh, the, the New Orleans Saints. For sure. I, I can agree with Cat 3, but the NFC South is pretty weak, though, as yeah. far as, you know, a, a struggling Tampa That's Bay. Good point. The waters team. are cold. It's not going to feed the Saints much. It's exactly. not going to strengthen the storm. When he said the Saints, though, I immediately it was like, oh, gosh. Why? Why? <laughs> Because they're so tied to the whole Hurricane Katrina thing, and it just felt weird at first. I was like, ah. But you're right. We're farther, we're far enough removed. We're not talking about that. I don't want anybody to get any ideas. But, yes, the Saints' defense is good enough to keep them afloat. They are the only team in the NFL this year that has lost to <clears throat> Baker Mayfield. Yeah. But they have a quarterback with, like, two ribs left right now. So it's <laughs> like that's what it took. Uh, for Baker to get a win. Mark messages, the Eagles are a sunny day on the beach with bikini babes serving Corona and tequila shots to go along with steak and shrimp fajitas. Not quite how the game works, yeah. but I, I understand. Yes, the Eagles are in a very They're good fine. spot right yeah. now. They're in a good spot. Cool. Big homie with us on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, big homie? 
E-A-G-L-E-S, <laughs> yep. Eagles. <Yeah. laughs> Category one, baby. Y'all going to show some love. I'm, I'm going to get off the phone real quick. I just want y'all to show love and show respect where it's due. And I don't want to hear nothing about no Miami Hurricanes or no Gators no more. <laughs> I told y'all at the beginning of the season, yeah. Florida State. So go ahead and give credit where credit is due. Go ahead. Uh, I love y'all. Have a good day. All right, big homie. Here's the thing about Florida State is what is there to talk about other than they're clearly, clearly the best team in this state. Yeah. It's not even a conversation right now. And I don't care if they were playing in Gainesville. And the game's in Tallahassee this year, but I don't care if it's in Gainesville. The Knowles would be favorites in that game against Florida. See, but Ken, I was saying these things. Since ACC kickoff, Man. when I told you, I talked to Mike Norville, I, I talked to Jamie Robinson, I know. and you said I the to vibes Fabian were up. And the vibes were high. I talked to Jordan Travis. These guys were 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 like, "Yo, you don't understand. I we're know. really about to do this." And, and I was too believe. busy calling Mike Norvell walking white bread and yeah. taking yeah. shots at him. Meanwhile, five Mike. Yeah, and now he's now he's four and zero, oh, and the Knowles are kicking ass. Yeah. You, you, you said, you I know, what else is there to say? I think. Knowles fans just want to hear us say it. No, yeah. the, the, the no, Knowles, good job. the Nor, the 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 Knowles are awesome. Were you about to call them the Norvilles? The, I was going to call them the Norves. Yeah, <laughs> Florida State like is really, really good. The Florida State Fighting Norves yeah. are really, really good. I'm saying it over and over and over again. The Knowles are excellent. Are excellent. Yeah, and they showed me a ton in that second half win against Louisville when the backup comes in and he starts throwing darts. Jordan Travis. I mean, I covered that kid in high school. Uh, he's got solid. He's, he's, he's fine. I didn't think he was going to be good. He was a coach's son in high school, so I was kind of like, I don't know. I'm just saying, if he has to play significant time for Florida State, which it doesn't seem he will, I don't no. think Florida State would be awesome no, no, no. anymore. But Jordan Travis is unequivocal real deal now. Yeah. I mean, that dude is filthy. He looks really good. Like He's just calm, and he understands what he's doing now. He's not twitchy back there anymore. He knows where to go with the football, and he makes the decisions quickly. And the offense doesn't necessarily, the offense runs through him, opposed to like an Anthony Richardson and Tyler Van Dyke. Like, you can call, you know, shots down the field on first and Mm -hmm. ten. Like, you can throw the ball on third and two. Like, you're comfortable and confident in Jordan Travis, opposed to an Anthony Richardson or Tyler Van Dyke. Who would have thought that Jordan Travis, best starting quarterback in the state of Florida, um, you know, think about it because and Tyler Van Dyke is benched. Tyler Van Dyke is benched. He was a Heisman. He was one of the Heisman yes. favorites, the fourth best favorite, yep. fourth best odds. And it took him four weeks to get benched. And he got benched. He, I t- I'm telling you, this has a lot of Spencer Rattler vibes around it. That's all I'll say. Now, how can you say that? They're two polar opposite personalities. I'm not talking about the personalities. That's He's all talking I'll about say. the play. Right. The all play. I'll say is you enter the season as one of the Heisman favorites and a favorite to get drafted in the first two rounds. Spencer was like a top five pick. And then you get benched. The only other time I've seen that happen was Spencer Rattler. It's easy to make the comparison. But, uh, but we're talking about Spencer Rattler, who just went and plays ball in the SEC. Like he gets beat up on Georgia, and we make fun of him. Tyler Van Dyke can't get no, no, past the Middle about... Tennessee State Blue Raiders. I'm... Oh, well, so you're saying TVD is worse than Spencer? <laughs> I'm just saying. Boy, you guys hype. are a bunch of phonies. You sat here and you put TVD on a pedestal for months. We did. That was the plan. We and now here we you are. That was the plan. You guys aren't sticking with him through a bad moment in his career. It's you not guys a bad are moment. phonies. It's not a bad moment. It's been four very mediocre weeks, and in one of them weeks against Middle Tennessee was just downright terrible. And I always backpacked it with he only played six games. As far as when he first stepped onto the scene, I we gave him all this Look hype. at you guys. They thought he'd be good. We're, we're, we it's are being over. a little disrespectful right over, now, but yeah. I think he, he deserves this. 
How right is now. it not giving Spencer Rattler vibes when we saw what happened with Spencer Rattler last year? And a similar thing here, benched against a team you should have blown out. We're talking about a really confident, cocky kid in Spencer Rattler. We're talking about a really to himself and, like, I would say yeah, humble Tyler Van Dyke. Like, right. they're two different guys. I'm just talking about football situation as a guy that came in with, with favorite Heisman odds. People were betting on him, their real money, for him to win the Heisman. Oh, God. And he got benched by week four. Where is he now in the Heisman eyes? I'm curious. We'll let Stone look that He's up. off the book. We'll take a break. Uh, we, do have, we do have a discussion to have about the Canes. We started a little bit yesterday. Stone and I dipped uh, the toe in, but I'm curious about expectations now for the Canes. Florida State is the clear top team in the state. Not a question. I put it out there. It's on public record. I owe Mike Norvell apologies over and over for calling him walking white bread at every opportunity. The fight Norvs actually rule. They rule super hard. Yeah. They rule lots of ass. Okay? There. I said it. Happy. Excellent. Thumbs up. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Oh, it From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Theo, can Florida State go undefeated? Yes, they absolutely can. They have a better chance of going undefeated than Tennessee does of, of beating Alabama, Georgia, and sneaking Kentucky, whatever that means. Stone, Stone. in the break, he like did a light flex on us. <laughs> he was like, oh, before the season, I uh, was doing a podcast with somebody. Oh, I was doing a podcast. Big with 10 podcast. Big 10 podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on a Big 10 podcast. <laughs> like He said it all like, he tried to do it smooth, yeah. like throw it in there. Humble like, break. Where we'd be like, oh, but it, it, in, our, in our minds, we'd be like, oh, that's impressive. He was on a Big, Big 10, 10 That was just giving context. Big and, 10. And he said, oh, this guy asked me a question. I thought it was the worst question at the time. Which unranked team can end the year in the college football playoff? And Stone was like, oh, this Big Ten guy. So I was scrambling. I said, oh, Tennessee, they're, they're pretty nice. They got hypo and they got these weapons. And Tennessee's had a good start to the season. And he was trying to justify <laughs> justify that pick through the rest of Tennessee's schedule. And he goes to me and Theo. He's like, oh. Tennessee can sneak up on Kentucky and Georgia. <laughs> oh, yep, yep. Sneaky, sneaky. I'm sure Georgia's going to be... What? Tennessee? Wait, wait a second. Oh, we just got beat. Kirby, why didn't you give me any film on these guys? Man, they snuck <laughs> up on us. Oh, sneaky uh, falls. Uh, Alabama's got to come into Neyland Stadium, but you want to talk about Florida State, you're going through the ringer. So next week's at Wake Forest. You go to whoa. NC State, and then you have Clemson coming into oh, town. Well, I mean, we're whoa. talking a total Georgia, yeah. total hey. Georgia feel there. Hey. Clemson is fraudulent. Clemson's, Clemson's a number five to, team in the country. Clemson's no, going they're into, not anymore. Yes, they are number five. Because they they're love still da- five. Because the voters love Dabo. Dabo yes. says, well, well, I don't want my players to get paid, and I'm oh here for the goodness. long haul. I'm doing it the right way. And the voters say, oh, God, that's felt so good. Please say more, Dabo. We love you. And then they put him at five. Yeah. So I have a question. So Clemson's five. better than Clemson. Clemson's five. What number is Georgia again? That they're that Tennessee's gonna sneak up on? Georgia is at number one. Okay, and then also what number is Bama that Tennessee still has on the schedule? Bama's at number two. Okay, so yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That 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 must be an easier route. Just just gotta sneak up on like, number one and number two. Georgia would get snuck up on by like a like a South Carolina, who yeah. they've already beaten. But Tennessee, those fans, that fan base <laughs> that's feeling themselves so hard, trust me, Georgia's know. gonna know when Tennessee time has come. They know. And Tennessee's going to know when Georgia time has come. This is true. This we'll, is true. We'll see about it. Rocky Top. <laughs> Rocky <laughs> Top. You picked such so wait, a are hard you ado- hill to climb. Now that the Canes are bad, are you adopting Tennessee? I think I might. I think <laughs> just, I might. I know just, it makes me look like a bad fan. Yes, it does. <laughs> but, I know what it looks like. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it is what it looks like, though. 
Oh, oh man, you are hilarious. Volfan Stone. Man, they're far cry from what they were with Jeremy Pruitt, huh? Mm, most definitely. Like, how did that happen so I mean, quick? His wife was paying players, and they still couldn't yeah. figure it out. That's quite a marriage, too. Like, hey, baby, you want to uh, snack the sack, uh, 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 sneak that sn- uh, sack of cash over to the uh, defensive tackle? She's like, yeah, baby, no problem. That sounds like what she might sound now like. they're yeah. in trouble. That was good. Here's your money, baby. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. So Are you much. experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Buffalo Bills, those big babies still have the pacifier in their mouths because Mm -hmm. they don't know how to put on sunscreen and spend some time in the sun. They weren't built for this. They don't have that dog in them. Also, a hypothetical that I think is not nearly as crazy as it sounds. I got attacked for it earlier today on social media, but I'll make my case when we come back. We have a lot to do. Stone's apparently a Tennessee Volunteers fan now. Theo made sure everybody knew earlier today that black don't crack unless you're on crack. Mm. And I'm simply Ken Lavica, and I come up with show topics off of devastating hurricanes. Boy, are we rolling. We're live on ESPN 106.3.